Today on episode 80 of the Home of Play podcast, Sony's new PS5 SKU is pretty much the same as the original batch. The big PS5 firmware update is now out, and God of War won't become a trilogy. Sad face. All that and more. Let's get some intro song. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 80 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steven. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. Because of this, that allows us to bring you the PlayStation news you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask you help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the guardians about the podcast. And they can find us on all your favorite podcast service choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Just hit that subscribe button. It helps us. Uh, we appreciate it. Every month we're going, it's all because of lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cost of the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints we want to hear from you, please send any of those at our email address homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss the brand new fancy update we got from playstation for our ps5s this week on today's episode we have two news articles to discuss but first as always let us begin with what we've been up to this last week and we start with chris good question um console wise i haven't been up to too much uh, I think the only thing I really played was the uh, kind of indie game I mentioned before, Spirit Fair. I literally, just before recording this, I got the Platinum. Uh, really enjoyed the game. Uh, I find the game, the only thing that I mildly disliked about the game is kind of the pacing a little bit. Sometimes the game gets to a point where it's like you're missing that one resource and you have to do like a couple different things to unlock the ability to get that resource. So I find there's a couple of like time gaps where you're just running around trying to figure out how to do that. But apart from that, really enjoyable, uh, kind of one of those crafting, managed resources, keep your people happy type of exploration type game. Um, more emotional, I guess, with the relationships between all the characters and stuff. So it was good. I enjoyed would it. You, I'd recommend Would you it. say after beating it or getting the platinum that you are more on board for becoming a furry and going to those furry <laughs> conventions? Yeah, no. Okay, no. I just I watched the trailer when I saw you playing it because I didn't know what it was. So I watched the trailer and I'm like, okay, I do remember this from some showcase a while back. Yeah, and then uh, but then looking at it, she's hugging all these animals. I'm like, oh, this is definitely there's a lot of hugging. Make, yeah, Chris Lots is going to definitely be thinking about <laughs> animals and <laughs> no, uh, that's a, that's a how to express love towards such an animal. Uh, on PC. I tried a couple new uh, Battle Royale games. Uh, one was Spellbreak. Um, pretty much same as any type of Battle Royale, but it's more about magic and you can c- combine magic abilities. It's kind of more fast-paced. Uh, I-, I had an okay time with it. I probably won't go back to it, to be honest. Um, actually, we, me and my buddy kind of found it almost too easy at some point, and then we got slaughtered one round, so we're like, well, that must just be an anomaly. <laughs> And then uh, one other exciting one that you might be interested in. Uh, we tried the new uh, Battle Royale for that Vampire the Ma- Masquerade Blood Hunt. Ah, and yes. I actually enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, it is also pretty fast paced. Um, you could see the game still pretty well in its infancy because it's still early access, I believe. Um, but for the low, low price of free, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it. The gunplay seems to work really well. Some of the abilities could probably be tweaked a little bit, but it's it's pretty fun uh, and very competitive. And there's a lot of lore in the game, which is nice. You don't get that typically with some of these Battle Royale games. Um, but yeah, I for the low, low price of free, I recommend people trying it. That's for sure. I'm a little out here, um, but as you know, and the audience won't know, I was pouring myself a beautiful Coke Zero into the microphone just to taunt you. And uh, so I'm a little delayed reaction here, so I'm, I apologize. But what if you were to give a, a quick review, three out of five for Spirit Fair? I'm just curious, would you recommend people get it? Like, you know, what is your feelings on that? I don't remember how much I paid for it, and I don't know what the current price is. Um, it's definitely probably with how many hours I put into it. It's probably worth like a solid like twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, definitely. Uh, I think I got probably, I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 
30 hours. I can't even remember how long I've been playing it. Um, rating wise, uh, yeah, if you're looking for one of those like just kind of calm, enjoyable games, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't think it has replayability. Like, I don't think I'd go back and ever play it again now that I've done it, experienced it, you know, one of those types of things. So I'd probably give it like out of five, I'd probably give it like, I don't know, solid four out of five for an indie game. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I had a lot of fun with it. I I mean, it's not for everybody. Like it's there's no combat or anything like that. So it's just one of those peaceful types of games. Other than that, I briefly uh, was kind of bored for a little bit. So I played some Resident Evil 2 remake again on PC, just turned it on hardcore mode. I love that game. So in love with that game. I've probably beaten it. I don't know. Probably into the double digits now between console and PC. So, and then briefly, I was also bored, and I turned on Wildermyth. Uh, kind of hard to explain, uh, other than the thing that I have in front of me. Wildermyth is a character-driven, procedurally generated tactical RPG game. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the character models are like kind of like Paper Mario. They're on like stands, and they move around mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's good. It's got like kind of. Dungeon and Dragon esque aspects to the game, which is really nice. Um, it's it's good. I, I'm I'm not too much into it, so uh, we'll have to see if I want to dive a little deeper. But it, it, it's entertaining, and that's a PC game. I don't think it's on consoles. So, other than that, uh, that's pretty much it for me. What have you been up to this week? Have you played any more Tales? I have only played Tales. Uh, so I'm about 20 hours in. I feel like I'm probably at the halfway mark just based off of like i don't know i just i don't want to get into spoilers but there's a pretty clear path of like okay like this probably means i'm halfway and if you're playing it you probably know what i mean but um i am enjoying the hell of it i mean we're not having a great year as i say basically every episode that i just feel like certain games when we do you know our top games of the year there's going to be certain ones that just fall in there by default. Like an example for me is though I enjoyed it, uh, Ratchet and Clank is just going to be in the, definitely in the top five. Just, you know, there's nothing to compete. Gladly, I think Tails is now in that list and uh, will knock quite a few down. I think I'm really enjoying it. I want to finish it, obviously, before I really go into it. But it, it feels uh, like a really good JRPG. It, and it's... I think why I'm enjoying it so much is mainly because I don't usually enjoy action RPGs. Um, I'm old school. I'm traditional. I like turn-based. You know, that's why I think me and you really like uh, Persona 5. Um, you know, just going off of that stuff. But this one, just the combat is... It's it's the best part about it, honestly. I think the story's okay. I think it's kind of mediocre. There are stronger moments than others. You know, up and down. But... Overall, the battles what brings you back every time. I love it. I can't say enough good things about it. I just, yeah, I, I want. I, that's what I want to be doing right now. <laughs> like honestly, I'm really liking it. Uh, there's some other games that have come out. I was kind of, I don't know. I didn't play Judgment, but then Lost Judgment came out, and it's getting people are saying it's definitely better than the original one. So then I kind of was like, maybe do you want to try that? But no, like you know, at at the end of it, I just I can't walk away from uh, Tales. It's it's got me by the throat, Chris. <laughs> so no, it's good. I'm I'm in the process now of like what am I moving on to next? Mm-hmm. So Well, I think we you kind of told me before we recorded what you're moving yep, on to next. Yep. I pre-ordered uh Kina or Kenya or whatever you want to call it. Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, Bridge of Spirits. So looking forward to I think it comes out on Monday. So Yeah, weird day. So if I don't know, hopefully we'll see if I can get through Tales because it's not that long, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that will be the next game I pick up. I am excited for it, but we're both, I think, very optimistic and yeah. uh, optimistically pessimistic, I want to say. Yeah. In the sense that, like, I don't like that Sony didn't really have a state of play for it. They have definitely been quiet about it, considering it is coming out. Um, yeah, it's kind of concerning. Mm-hmm. I-, I hope it works out. I mean, from the little bit, and it, it really has only been a little bit that they've shown, in my opinion, or unless I'm missing something. It looks great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, okay, as long as it just continu- continues to be that, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, so we found out this week, Ghost of Tsushima took the top spot in August. Woo. Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut was the best-selling game on the PlayStation Store across Europe last month, 
and was only beaten to first place in the U.S. by Madden NFL 22. Sony shared the news on the PlayStation blog, and what makes the stats even more impressive is that the chart doesn't even take into account the PS4 to PS5 upgrades. The expanded open world topped the list in the EU and came second in the U.S. based purely on full price purchases, Chris. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty crazy. Like, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, full uh, full price purchases. Like, that means there's that many people. I mean, PlayStation has a number of users, obviously, but so when, you know, you sell over 100 million PS4s, I think, I can't remember where Ghost landed, but I feel like it was towards the 10 million mark. Um, So, yeah, obviously there's 90 plus million more people that could buy it. So it's not an impossibility, but it's just, it's a rarity. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, But I'm so happy that more people are, are trying this game. Uh, I think like one person wrote on this isn't me being clever, but somebody else wrote there that like clearly P- new PS5 owners are hungry, and uh, you know I could even see Curtis picking this up for his PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean it's a great game. We're big advocates for this one, to be honest. And I mean, even if the game was like, if you're questioning the game type or if it's going to be really difficult, I mean the game's got a pretty good balance on the difficult uh, the difficulty. Like yeah, it you gives could, you control too. Right? Yeah, like you could put if you wanted to play like story mode where the combat's like super mellow, like you can do that. And the story in the game's, I mean, it's not amazing, but it's pretty great. I'd say uh, it's great. Yeah, the side stories actually have meaning and depth to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm, this is impressive with the numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy for it. Just makes the potential sequel down the road that much more realizable. Realizable? Yeah, I think that's right. Tangible? <laughs> Tangible. <laughs> Is that inevitable? <laughs> inevitable. Inevitable. THQ Nordic revealed some new titles in the recent showcase that we talked about in a prior podcast. And uh yeah, they came out with six new titles and okay. <laughs> like that's you know, it I don't know. They kind of really hyped that one up and they're like, oh, these are franchises people are like dying to see again. So I was a little hyped. I'm like, oh, yeah, what could it be? Like, you guys own so much stuff. Like, you know, what what could it be? So anyway, here's the list. Uh, and this is not in the proper order, but I just didn't care. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake will apparently be a new SpongeBob game where you have platform and there'll be tons of areas and have a great time. Uh, next is Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed, I believe they're calling it. Uh, you know, funny. Yay. UFO puns, all that fun stuff. That one, I guess, if I'm just going to say a show winner, that'd be me right there. I picked that one. Uh, I, I, f- I remember those games fondly. I think I said I would get the original uh, one, like the remake they did on the original, and I never did. So I assume I probably won't get this, but maybe one day I'll get bored enough to go back. Uh, Outcast 2, interesting. Like, I, I don't remember the original at all. Um, it almost looks like, looks like an avatar, but you know, dated, like just watching the trailer, the main character, just the aesthetic, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Just like his clothing and overall look feels very dated. Like it's a character that came out of the eighties, but maybe that's part of the game. I don't know. So it's interesting. I'll want to see more on that. The one that was kind of fun for me, like I have no intention of playing it, but it's fun is MX vs. ATV legends. I played a lot of those games, you know, when, you know, when we still rented games and we were young. I remember playing that on the PS2 like all the time, like just doing dumb stuff. You ran it for a weekend. It was like a side rental. It wouldn't be your main thing, but for you and your friends to just kind of screw around in, it was a good time. Uh, then we got Super Power 3. I can't even remember it, honestly. I, I think it's it looks like it's almost trying to be a sieve. I, I don't think they showed gameplay, but that was just my impression is that you're going to be super powered like nations fighting each other i don't know uh then jagged alliance in three and that one i don't recall anything about chris <laughs> that's yeah, how no. I had to look impact it, it had on me actually i had to look up a cube couple of these because i didn't ring a bell if, if i had to pick a winner out of the six i i could see why you would pick destroy all humans too but i think the like the it's only AT- for nostalgia <laughs> the atv series and the mx series and all that kind of stuff those uh i'm trying to think of 
what the original games are called, but I could mm-hmm. see those were pretty popular back then. Not necessarily by me, but I remember a lot of buddies like playing them religiously almost. So yeah, I, me, I'm leaning towards the MX versus ATV Legends being the winner. Well, but, and it got me too, yeah. and this is a bias, a personal bias, but like I, I've talked about a little bit, but like, you know, I have the Polaris Razor uh, XP Pro or whatever. So they show a Maverick in the trailer and I'm just like, Ooh, like they have side by sides now, right? Like, you know, it's been a while. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, I have one of these things. It'd be neat to see uh, someone use them. So mm-hmm. if they have a Polaris uh, Razor XP Pro, I might uh, I might play that game. <laughs> All I can say for me is uh, I'll be passing on these. <laughs> so you're saying SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake, day one. That's what I heard. Day one. Pre-order. Everyone else heard it. I'm going to pre-order it before you could even pre-order it. And then Sega excites and then disappoints. So we found out this week that there were rumors of an upcoming new RPG. Uh, and yeah, apparently we got more information today as of recording, which is Friday. And some leaked documents and uh, a little teaser site that was posted now let us know that this game is a mobile RPG. And <laughs> all my interest died. I was kind of, you know, hoping for something else. I didn't expect like Persona or anything, um, but it's just. You know, I, I'm having such a good time with the rise. I'm like, ooh, another JRPG. Like, yay. And then it's like, oh, no, it's like a mobile thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't do mobile games, bro. I don't do mobile games. No. Yeah, no. Th- I would say this is pretty uh, standard for Sega. They excite mm-hmm. and then disappoint. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially yes. their motto lately. So that's true. <sighs> mobile game. I mean, you had me at RPG and then you lost me at mobile R. <laughs> The few games I have on my phone are just there because I need something to take my space on my phone. I honestly, I think I have s- solitaire. Just if like if I lose all internet connection and I need something like my life is just not worth living anymore. That's there. <laughs> but I hate mobile games. I just, yeah. you know, it's the same reason I don't have a switch. I bought a Vita, never used it. It's not anything against certain brands i just can't yeah and i can't say like mobile games are all bad like they're they're they're, you know which ones are bad they're the ones that keep getting you to spend money to just play the game there are good mobile games but for you and i uh just for the audience to know we just have no interest in playing mobile games (laughs) like it's and i will you know i'm i'm known for bold takes i will say every mobile game in terms if we're talking about for cell phones those are terrible and they should be abolished and they should all be burnt down i don't want to hear about these stupid clash of this and stupid crap that and i'm just like no these are all just terrible terrible excuses for games yeah you can't compete with me when i'm playing these triple a titles and you're sitting there with this like clash of titans and i'm like yeah you're they a make, big you man make, they make their money they make oh no their they money. definitely do but i mean so did like what did facebook have their farmville i i've hey, watched don't talk shit about farmville i, I lost <laughs> relatives to that game okay <laughs> like they literally woke up and <laughs> thought they had a farm like i didn't feed the cows oh. <laughs> it's just like oh my god like it's not that bad uh mobile games suck and there we go uh chris i got a very sad one for you Little Big Planet servers are to be permanently shut down. That is at least for the PS3 and Vita versions. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> more to say. Like it was it's been down for so long. I I knew the day of it went down because I was trying to get that last stupid community challenge done. I don't know why. I was bored and I was like, "Oh, it's not online anymore, so I can't get these trophies anymore. So, okay, this is garbage. And then, I mean, come on. They couldn't pull it back up within a month or even like a day or a week or something. They're, I read the reasoning on why they're doing this, and it's like bullcrap to me. I'm like, come on. You guys can fix this. It's like you guys got attacked with a DD, DDoS attack, and it's like, oh, well, you know, we can't bring it back because they'll just do it again. It's like, Is what? that not the ultimate burn, though, kind of? is like basically this community of salty, salty boys were basically yeah. upset that they didn't feel like they were doing enough to keep this game going. So they're 
weird thought process was like, let's attack the game we claim to love. Yeah. So we'll shoot him with DTS. So I'm like, it's the ultimate like middle finger to be like, oh yeah, uh, you were upset we weren't working out enough. How about we just- It's done. Just, yeah, it's, it's just done. We're it's, gone. We're out done. of peace. And I'm like, Ugh. wow. So now I like, there's two sides to this. I do feel bad for the true fans. That oh yeah. Wanted this to continue. But the other side of me is like, wow, what just desserts? It's like, you wanted this game to get worked on so badly that you actually, like, basically killed it. it. Thanos snapped it, right? Like, yeah. it's gone. I mean, the, it, the only it does, apparently, the servers are still live, I think, on the PS4 or PS5 or something like that. So a lot of people's community levels can still be accessed through that method. But I think there's still a large community that was playing this thing on PS3. Or mm-hmm. everybody who had all the parents out there that they were playing on a PS4 and their kid got the old PS3. Those ones are the ones that are suffering right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, the reasoning for them to shut it down just to me was like, yeah, you guys just didn't want to pay to keep these servers running, in my opinion. Uh, Depending on those kids' ages, the kids you were speaking of with the PS3s, if they're old enough, it's about time they started learning how to play by themselves anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Was I talking about the game? Was it talking about Jimmy's Wang? I don't know. <laughs> so we found out this week that God of War won't become a trilogy. Uh, before I get into some quotes that explain why, what's your initial thoughts there, Chris? I'm already pre-shaking my head. Cause okay. I, I'm disappointed uh, quite a bit, actually. Like The first game, it was really good. We know it was really good. But it set up this whole new universe that seems like massive, like traveling to the different planes and all that stuff like that. And it's like, and then now we're being told it's like there's going to be a second one and then we're done with that storyline. I'm like, ah, like what's that in the the game, that big room where you could change all the different realms? I can't remember what they called it, but there's so many realms that were locked out and there were like people were like hoping DLC would come or something. It was like, okay, no, it'll be in the next game. So it's like, Okay, well, that's exciting. But now it's like to know that they create this whole new universe and it's just going to be done after one more game. It's like, I feel like there's more stories they could tell in there, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of disappointed. I mean, I feel like, what, are they going to kill off Kratos and then the boy's going to run the show now in the future games? Could be. Could be. They did it with Joel. That'd be a hard sell, <laughs> though. I mean, you're right. They did kind of do it with Joel, but Ellie was, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like there's a difference there. Like we came back because it's Kratos, right? Like, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm not. I do not initially agree with you. Like, I do understand, but I feel like after I read the quote and understood like what we're looking at, yeah, I haven't seen the quote. Okay, I do think I side with the uh, you know the team that are making it. Well, let's read that first quote. This comes from Barlog himself. I think one of the most important reasons is the first game took five years. The second game, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm just going to throw out that it's going to take close to a similar time to do this right. And then if you think, wow, a third one in that same amount of time, we're talking like a span of close to 15 years of a single story. And I feel like that's just too stretched out. He then added, I feel like we're asking too much to say the actual completion of that story taking that long just feels too long. And given sort of where the team was at and where Eric was at with what he wanted to do, I was like, look, I think we can actually do this in the second story. Okay, that was. Wow. uh, Barlog might have suffered multiple strokes before speaking in this interview. Trying to read this, uh, if you notice, I, I let Chris take the lead because I just, this man does not speak in a coherent way. It is, oh, thank God for Chris. That was kind uh, of a struggle. That, uh, there was no way we we're going to get through that otherwise. So anyway, hearing that, Chris, does it make more, well, I know it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it does make sense. L- let me rephrase that. Yeah, basically he's saying he doesn't want 15 years to complete one story. Yeah. Um. Okay. So... I guess I do understand that, but it raises a question of why is it going to take 15 years? Why did the sequel take five more years to do? Is it because of external like issues because of COVID or did they have like hiring issues? Like they're not like 
I saw the second trailer. It the game looked pretty much the exact same as before. So they're using the same graphics engine and everything. Hell, probably some of the world is going to be the exact same if they're keeping that center area with the different realms. I mean, they're going to be creating new worlds, but don't get me wrong. But I, I, I don't understand why did the second one take five years to make? Is it because of COVID? But that's that's only a reason for like the last two years. Why couldn't it have been done in three years? Like I, I don't understand. Is it just taking this long to write the story? Or did they, I feel like at this point, maybe within two years, they shifted their mind and decided, okay, we're not going to make this a trilogy because we're going to make the next God of War series purely for the PS5 using a new engine or something. So it's like, then they had to pivot the whole story and rewrite it so that they could finish it in a second game. That's why it's taken five years. Five years longer, I guess, is what I should say. So I, I don't know. To me, like I don't know, understand why it's taking five years to pump out a sequel and a trequel <laughs> um, when you already are using the exact same graphics engine. I mean, there's things to change for sure in every sequel, but I don't know. It, it feels like a odd reason for me. I'm with you. Like, again, I, I like that. We're just going to get a conclusion. I don't have to wait another five years, but I'm also on board with you where I don't understand why it's going to take five years to make a sequel. Like you said, Generally, when we have trilogies, they're using the same engine. It just carries forward. It's a lot easier, especially if you knew what you're going to do. I think, honestly, I I think you kind of nailed it where I think this is a pre-production problem. And I think they didn't really have a a structure set out of how they're going to carry forward these sequels and the pacing of it. And, you know, especially here, just the way they're talking about it. And they're like, well, I think we can do it in one. Well, I'm like, if you were already working on a sequel and a possibly a trequel, like you put it, and somebody comes in the room like, oh, no, you could just sum it up in this one. Well, you're you're back to square one yeah. with this one game. So I do. I wonder if honestly, two years of it was just back like pre-production crap. I feel like it is like they had to go back and rewrite it. I kind of wish I knew the reason. Like, is it because now they want to work in a new graphics engine? Even though I don't even know if they need to, because their engine looks great. But yeah. I mean, it, it'd be weird to, I guess, maybe switch to a new graphics engine at this point. But yeah. Uh, but then it's like, well, then, like, what are they working on? Once this one's done, then are they, what are they making working on a new IP or are they what are they working on? I, I I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to say honestly. I I feel like I, I'm just torn. I'm happy that I'm gonna get a, like a conclusion. Yeah. In this story. Uh, but like you, the pacing is definitely weird. The first one, we, we barely touched on anything. Like even God-wise, we're playing with very minimal gods. I think the yeah. biggest god we even got to see was Freya. There's more demigods than God. <laughs> yeah, so this one, just go from like just having Freya to all of a sudden you have to fight all the main gods or seemingly they're, well, I don't know, I guess maybe it won't be. Maybe it's just going to be Thor and Odin. I don't know. But either way, I look forward to it, but don't expect the third one moving forward battlefield 2042 is delayed uh we we're going to talk about how it was rumored but now it seems more confirmed and that's basically all we can really say i'm not too surprised it is battlefield's been having some hard times (laughs) that much is clear uh and i just pulled this quote but following the claims made by insider over the past 24 hours E Dice has confirmed Battlefield 2042 will be delayed in the game now releases on the 19th of November 2021 and an update on the open beta will arrive later this month. I just want to pause and say that's bold of them to release a Battlefield game the same month of Call of Duty. They didn't it's, want to. I, they I, didn't I, want I know to they didn't all. want to, but like that's that's going to hurt somebody. It's pro- I don't know who cuz <laughs> the Call of Duty is coming out on the 5th of November. And this one, I guess, is two weeks later. So it's like, I don't know. I Do you don't think know if this Respawn is, gonna is like kind of laughing and being like, oh, let's see how you like it? Probably. Because <laughs> when they did that to Titanfall 2, right? Yeah. So I, that's tough. Because there's, it's not typically an audience. A lot of people probably play both Battlefield and Call of Duty. I think they do. Yeah. And they rotate every whatever the you know every couple months to whichever is out at the time. So having them out the exact same time, you're literally having your market compete against itself. So I don't I don't know. It's it sucks unless they're expecting Call of Duty to get delayed. But why would that happen? Call of Duties are so easy to make. <laughs> <laughs> Shots. We just add on the same source code, right? You know, <laughs> copy paste. 
I can't wait. In three more years, it'll be 500 gigs. <laughs> anyway, Deathloop review summary. Uh, it has an 88 on Metacritic currently. So if you're looking forward to it, it seems like most people are positive. Uh, in fact, 87 were positive and only five were mixed. But I will say that the mixed was very mixed, like some of them being pretty low, like a four or five. I can't remember. But anyway, if you're looking forward to Deathloop, it's out. Grab it now if you're interested. Uh, I know IGN gave it a 10, called it a masterpiece. Kind of a loaded statement considering oh, they shit. also said broken AI. A lot of people are saying graphically it leaves much to be desired and it's linear. So I don't know how it's a masterpiece. And I know they didn't use all those terms, but they did mention the broken AI. And I'm like, okay, but then you're calling it a masterpiece. I know, like, yeah. I can't understand where you have broken AI and it's a 10 out of 10 game. Like, literally, your game is the AI. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. The big one that I read was that, like, they're, the enemy's uh, field of view is, like, really narrow. So you mm-hmm. get to be standing next to the guy and he doesn't see you or something. So. I don't know. How about those user scores? <laughs> what about user, those user scores, scores? Aren't as kind now. I think most people listening to this probably already know that Metacritic's user scores aren't always the best thing to go off of. Uh, because, like me and Chris talk about, you see a lot of zeros and you see a lot mm. of tens. Yeah. So anyway, keep that in the back of your mind. You know, take this with a grain of salt. It's six point one user score on Metacritic. We have one hundred and twenty positive. Uh, 16 mixed and 42 negative. And a lot of the negatives are kind of saying what me and Chris are talking about here. They're saying, yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't play good. Uh, some of them are even seeing this plays worse than the Dishonored games that came before it. Mm-hmm. Uh, linear is all hell I'm hearing. And just, yeah, the AI comes up a lot. So I don't know what to believe. This is almost like weird movie critics versus uh, user critics uh, when we're dealing with movies themselves where sometimes in the horror I feel like critics will give a horror movie yeah. a, like a masterpiece and then we get it and we're like this is a bad horror movie yeah I wish in the user scores people would be more honest because like I wish you could filter out zeros and tens to be honest because people who are giving it a zero like that come on it's it's a functioning game it works it has a point it does what it does it's not a zero I I I know you and I have both talked about this off off uh, the podcast, but it's like we 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 both are tempted to buy it just to confirm what we think we know about the game mm-hmm. that it's not like a masterpiece. Like I, but I it's like I, but then I don't necessarily want to give them the money <laughs> for that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm sure it's an average game. I, it's it's probably a six out of ten, probably maybe yeah. a seven. So the the user score is probably pretty accurate, but ah, uh, yeah, it's it's it, there's no way it's a ten based off the some of the things I've seen and heard about it. I'm really excited to see the next MPD report and to see where it's at. Um, mm-hmm. If it gets to number one, like Ghosts or anything like that, I, you know, I again, I could just come out wrong, but I really don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to be high up on that list, especially when we have tales and. Kina and you know September's got a few games. Lost Judgment. We're going to talk about. Uh, we'll have to see. It's uh, it's going to have to learn how to share. That's for sure. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on Death Loop. It seems like it's one of those games that I'd probably pick up on sale. So better sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those ones that it's like uh, yeah, I probably play play eventually. But I'm a hard pass right now. So like I said, Lost Judgment came out this week. We have a review summary for that as well. It is the sequel to just what was called Judgment. And uh, we have an 83 on Metacritic. We got 38 positive reviews. And then we have six mixed reviews. So, you know, it looks like it's doing better than the first game. uh, Higher ranking. There's still mixed opinions in terms of where the story goes. I've heard pacing issues. But overall, I think it's pretty unanimous that most people think it's a step in the right direction compared to the first. So I think we can just summarize it as that. Uh, then we found out that Tales of Arise has already sold 1 million units. Uh, thank you, God. <laughs> like, I just want this game to do great. I want them to see that when you make a really fun battle system like they did, when you really make a polished product like they did, it deserves sales and it will get sales. So here we are. 
So that's it for the quick fire news. Let's get into the more meaty stuff and what me and Chris just refer to simply as the, the news. Okay, we only have two news articles that deserved a write-up this week. So uh, here we go. The number one new PS5 SKU is safe to purchase. This one comes from VGC. We kind of touched about this the last two podcasts. I finally felt like it deserved its own article because I feel like we have a definitive evidence yeah. of a, a real better, answer. A better source. Exactly. So anyway, let's just get into it. Lead Better's report from Digital Foundry in collaboration with Deep Dive Hardware Analyst Game Gamers Nexus appears to draw a line under the debate by finding that the difference between both systems are negligible. Lead Better points out that Sony hasn't just added a smaller heatsink, but has also adjusted the main board and base plate. This is in quotes, the bullet point takeaways from days of testing are relatively straightforward, he explains. There's an improvement to temperature on the voltage regulators. Memory temperatures are better in some respect and worse than others, but still only a few degrees difference overall. And while the main processor may well be a few degrees hotter, there's no evidence that this presents anything worth worrying about, assuming you are keeping your PS5 in a well-ventilated area. He concludes, yes, the cooler design in the new PlayStation 5 has been simplified in some respects, and yes, the internal temperatures results suggest that while cooler in some cases, the machine can run hotter in others. The core question on whether the new PS5 is better or worse than the launch model can be answered by saying they're mostly much the same, certainly in terms of the end user experience. Boom. Done. Chris, does this excite you? Do you finally feel like we can just close the casket on this one? Yes. I, I'm ready to move on. I'm happy that it's they're coming out and saying that it's negligible and uh, <laughs> that there really is not a big difference between the two systems. I mean, the temperature, like I said, the only people that would be affected potentially are people who aren't keeping their systems in a well-ventilated uh, well area to begin with. Uh, so there could be possibly... A difference, maybe, maybe a little bit between the consoles, but as far as it is, it's pretty much the same. It's like when the Switch got its new version. Mind you, I guess it, the Switches was like a little bit more different in regards because it did affect the user experience uh, a little bit more um, than this is. So honestly, this is just them trying to tweak the system so that they can get more of these systems out to the consumers. Yeah, I kind of feel, I, f I feel like, even from the start, I'm like, there's no way Sony, I mean, I shouldn't say no way because they do some pretty boneheaded things, but I just felt like it'd be really bad timing to put out a console and know it's worse and that it's going to have wear and tear and blow up in people's hands in a time when, you know, you're not going to get a replacement anytime soon. So that said, I feel like reading this, it makes sense. I expected it mm -hmm. to not like the, the initial YouTuber. Uh, I can't even remember his name, uh, but basically to be wrong. And it's just kind of funny, too, because he apparently he doubled down on his uh, his findings, if you will, and went like, no, no, like for sure it's worse. It's absolutely worse. And just now we have two reports basically yeah. saying the uh, the opposite. So I'm a little relieved. I had that FOMO fear. Yes. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to potentially miss out on something that could be running a little bit better. Uh, but after hearing from these sources that it's there's really no difference, uh, I'm mentally able to move on from the, from this mm -hmm. issue. So I just feel like it's good for everyone. Uh, you know, we can all sleep easy tonight knowing that if you haven't got your PS5 yet and you're still planning on getting one, that you don't have to worry that it's going to be, uh, I think, was it a Stephen King movie, Firestarter? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, well, it's not going to be that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, shorter article, but I think it's kind of important because I do think it's been worrying some people. You know, we at the time, I think last week, there's really only two reports. One guy said, yay. One guy said, nay. But this, I feel one like one guy also like, said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we move on to the last, the second <laughs> and somehow last news article of the day. Chris, we let you take this one. The big update is finally here. This one comes from Push Square. The new PS5 firmware version 21.02-04 is now out. 
Uh, so I've been in the beta for this for the most part. Uh, some of the features I have tried, some I haven't tried, uh, mostly just because I just haven't had anything I want to really play that much other than a couple, like I said, the indie games. Um, so we'll just go, I think we've kind of went over this in the past. I think there's a couple new added features, but we'll tackle them now. Uh, the big one, I guess for most people is you can now install extra internal SSD storage, uh, by purchasing a compatible M.2 SSD drive. Uh, I know a lot of people take advantage of that. To me, I've always been able to balance my game load. So uh, I really thought I was going to get it or buy one. I even looked at a few, but. I want to say I, I really took a step back and I'm like, I'm fortunate enough to have decent internet speeds and I don't keep clutter, man. Like if I'm yeah. done with the game, I just kind of know I'm done with the game and I delete it. Like Resident Evil 8, it's deleted. Yeah. Um, I can't remember Ration Clank deleted. You know, I just don't need to keep these things around forever. If I, if I know I want to play something and that's the thing now with like how amazing the lives we live are, I can just think of a game either I'm at work or with like, doing something basically and if i think that i want to go back to a certain game i just open up my phone i'm like okay download and then when i get home it's ready for me to play mm -hmm. so I, I although i'm happy this has happened i don't have to hear about people complaining about this anymore at the same point i'm like i don't need this in my own life personally right now but i'm happy the options there 3d audio support for tv speakers with this firmware update the ps5 will now be able to employ the technique via your tv's built-in speakers i don't know if that applies to all TVs. I'm assuming that's probably certain ones. But nope, maybe. all TVs. Oh, right. That, yeah, that's the thing where it goes up based off your controller and the microphone yeah. and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of cool, but I mean, a lot of people play with headphones anyway, so it doesn't make it too big of a difference for them. Uh, this one's kind of fun. Enhanced control center customization. Uh, you can press the PS button and you'll see the control center. This useful pop-up menu gives you shortcuts to all kinds of things. And you can pick and choose which options appear by pressing options while the menu is up. With the new firmware, however, you can customize the control center even more, rearranging the options as you see fit, uh, which is good because sometimes the very first one that pops up isn't necessarily the one you want to use. Um, they're kind of, I think the, by default, the one that advertises is to, uh, switch to another game altogether, which is not, in my opinion, the first one I need to click on. Uh, the first one I need to click on is probably my friends or trophies for me. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, improvements to the game base in the control center, uh, brought up by pressing the PS button. Uh, one of the options is game base, which is where your friends list and parties live. With this new update, you'll be able to view party messages and compose new ones right from the game base uh, instead of having to navigate through the part to the party itself, um, which is potentially a big time saver if you guys aren't using voice chat. PS4 and PS5 games are now clearly identified, which is good. Uh, with the new firmware update, Sony has made efforts to make them more distinct with clear notifiers on the game's icons telling you which version is being displayed. Also, the PS5 and PS4 versions of the, of the same game will now display separately on the main menu and in the library, which will help you distinguish them even more. That's great because I know the very first time I downloaded a couple games, I think Valhalla was one of them. I ended up accidentally downloading the PS4 version. Uh, I think I also did that with another game, but then there's... A couple of games that the PS5 version came out a little bit later, so that's probably why I had the PS4 version. Trophy tracker feature added. A new feature with this update is the trophy tracker. You can now pin up to five trophies per game via the control center, giving you much faster access to trophies that you're trying to unlock. Uh, it's a pretty interesting feature. I did play around with it a little bit. Uh, it sometimes helps with some trophies, uh, specifically the ones that are a little bit more detailed with the PS5, you get a little bit more detailed trophies where if there's like 120 collectibles in a game, if the game developers so choose, they'll actually give you a count. Uh, so it's kind of nice for those ones. Uh, that way you can see the totals. Um, some other ones, it's like, why would I track completing the storyline? So less interest for those ones, but regardless, more options is better. Um, the big one that I liked <laughs> was that the trophy list can now be displayed vertically, um, which is, I think, how the PS4 did it, and that's how it should have done it from the beginning, because the other way is just, uh, just looks messy. Uh, there's new options for PS Now. Well, it still exists. Choose between 720p or 1080p resolution when streaming a game. I say, well, it exists, but I feel PS Now is going to be changing at some point. We just haven't heard. 
these ones, I think, I don't know. I, I didn't have access to in the beta, or maybe it's just I didn't run into a situation where I would use it. Uh, there's a new accolade system. Uh, accolades are little emblems players can award each other for their achievement and good conduct when playing online. Uh, a new accolade leader is being added with this firmware update. I think this only works if you're playing with randoms. Uh, I don't think you can give accolades to friends uh, on your friend list. If I'm, I think I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. Um, so, and I don't play too many online games other than like the occasional shooter. So I guess I could do that. But even when we were playing Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer, there I think we could have awarded each other things. We just never did because <laughs> it's like there's no you didn't get anything for it. I don't think. I know. I thought it, it was uh, that we couldn't because we were friends. Oh right, yes, you're right. That was locked. But there was other games too where it does have that feature. But it's like mm-hmm. I think like Overwatch and a lot of um, PvP style games have that. But there's no benefit. Like if there was a benefit where it's like that person gets an extra 10 XP or something, something mm-hmm. minuscule. At least there'd be some reason for it. Um, maybe if the game tracks how many of those you got, I guess that happened. Uh, remember in um, Demon Souls, uh, if I said you did a good job, I think you told me you got like yeah. forty thousand oh, yeah, souls or something. Bonus XP, I was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, this one, obviously, I don't think I had access to because there was probably an update for the mobile app. Uh, the mobile app updates. Uh, you can now screen share can be viewed on smartphones and tablets, which I don't think you could do during the beta. At least I never looked into it, but. I feel like this might have been added uh, post beta or something. So um, that's pretty much the main features for this update. This is definitely a big one. Um, They've added a couple things that probably should have been in the system from the beginning. Uh, The SSD thing, they told us ahead of time that one was going to be not on launch, that it was going to come later. Um, I'm not too upset with how long it took for that to come out. Um, maybe some people might be, but whatever. Uninstall Call of Duty, and then you guys are good. How about you? Anything you want to say on this one? Uh, okay, so like I kind of did the write up for this, and I didn't add everything. If you really oh, yeah, need everything, we got this from Push Square. Like we said, you can find it there, and it, there's way more than even this. I just kind of try to get the things I think would be the highlights. most tantalizing. Yeah, yeah, I like the highlights. So uh, we talked about the SSD storage at least I did already. So yay. Uh, 3D audio support. I think it's neat. I do have the 3D uh, audio headphones from Sony, so I don't really need this, but I I think it's kind of cool. Even if it slightly works, I do think it will help people play games like I've been noticing. Uh, You know, Resident Evil 8, I talked about it's 3D audio. It actually helped me like pinpoint figures I couldn't even see in the dark. Uh, So I thought that was really cool. Like just the first time that that worked, I was kind of like, oh, okay, like I understand this now and why this is important. Uh, moving on, enhanced control center thing. That thing's amazing. You know, like it's like the smallest little thing, but just being able to customize that control bar is amazing. I was I I hit a bunch of things. Like Chris said, I'm like, okay, what's important to me? Like, and for me, it was power right away. I hated that we had to hit the button and you have to click like 900 times just to be able to turn off your freaking console or put it in rest mode. So I made that number one. Then you know, switcher. Then friends. And, you know, it just kind of carries on like that. But like I said, having less options in there, too, so you can get all the way to the end without having to hit the freaking D-pad 12 times. Uh, Improved game base. I haven't used that feature yet, but it sounds like it will be, you know, an improvement. Uh, Then we move on to PS4 and PS5 games are more clearly defined. That's been awesome already. Uh, Just once as soon as I saw that, like because I got the update before I even wrote the article. So I noticed that right away and I'm like, oh, now I can clearly know what, not that I've had too many issues, except a, I think one or two times. Where Spider-Man, it, I think it, you had. Was yeah, I was getting annoying. Where, and then sometimes when I told my phone to download a game, it would download both for whatever reason. Yeah. So I'd get both and then I'd have to clear out one. It made no sense. Trophy tracker. This isn't going to be one for me, but I'm glad it's for people that, you know, actually hunt trophies. Uh, the trophy list that display vertically this should have been a day one. Thank God it's here now. Uh, new optimize, uh, sorry, new options for the PS Now. I can't speak for it, but if you have a slower speed, being able to just do 720 is probably going to help you out a lot. Uh, the accolades, you know, not for me as well. And then the mobile app, I think that's really cool. I think there's going to be tons of times where I'm bored in bed because I go to bed way earlier than Chris does. Uh, so if he's playing a game and I have like 10 minutes and I want to see it, 
I can do it through my phone. That's kind of cool. I like it. You know, more accessibility, more options. I love it. Overall, I'm just happy to see this come out now. I think this is by far the biggest PlayStation news we got this week. You know, we got a lot of tantalizing little things, uh, but this, I think this is the, the meaty stuff, and I, I think it's going to make us all happier, except for the people that are still having a hard time getting a PS5. Uh, they might see this and be like, damn it, it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, jokes aside, yay. So anyway, I say we just move off of that, and into our homework because we got to close up the show because uh, I have things to get done. So I'm sorry if this is a little shorter than you're used to. But look, we gave you a long one last week. Uh, so you, you owe us a little, you know, <laughs> you didn't pay anything for this. Uh, so we'll move on to homework. Anyway, we're going to go through this pretty quick. Project Eve Dev celebrates PS Showcase trailer by buying the entire team a PS5. That one comes from Push Square. And that's just really nice news like i like that kind of stuff it's good but it's like where did they find that stock of ps5s true they're like we need 500 dev kits <laughs> okay. like, Haley atwell will voice laura croft in netflix's animated tomb raider series this one comes Yay. from polygon we love Haley. anthony mackie will play the lead role in sony's twisted metal tv series this one comes from vgc it's kind of exciting uh, Sony is releasing the PS5 Pulse 3D wireless headset in midnight black. Also can be found on VGC, but what more do you need to know about it? PlayStation's new wipeout... But is it white? <laughs> but is it white? <laughs> PlayStation's new wipeout is a mobile game. This one comes from VGC if you're a fan of that series. Gran Turismo 7's campaign requires an internet connection to prevent cheating. This one comes from VGC. I don't understand why... People would cheat in a single-player campaign game other than for, like, entertainment purposes, like, back in the day, like, doing goofy things, like big head mode. Or... It will be those bloody leaderboards in the one. Yeah, it's one. the leaderboards. That's yeah. what they're trying to block. Uh, the other one that kind of is sort of news homework, uh, we had a leak uh, from NVIDIA, I believe it was, that suggested more PS games are heading to the PC. Uh, it made a reference to God of War 2018, Returnal, and Demon's Souls. Uh, we're going to say this is definitely a big leak. Um, if it is 100% accurate, the list had way more games than that. Things that don't even exist yeah. yet or haven't been announced. So it could be that NVIDIA is just putting placeholders for things that they're expecting. Who knows? Maybe they have someone there doing premonitions. I, I don't know. Um, it seems likely to happen with these at some point, the way the trend is. But yeah, I, I was know. reluctant to talk about this at all just because of exactly yeah. what Chris said. The list, like some of the list is so fake that you're just, that you just, you honestly, you skim by and you're like, this is baloney and nonsense. But then you see these games, at least for PlayStation. I'm like, well, yeah, we have heard rumors of God of War. Yeah. Uh, Demon Souls, even uh, one of the trailers literally said uh, PlayStation and PC right then. Super looking forward to the upcoming Kingdom Hearts 4 that apparently is coming. Lies. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for homework. Thanks for giving us your most valuable currency, which is your time. We say it every week, but uh, I just got to keep saying it because we appreciate it so much. So thank you very much. Until next week, goodbye. Hoodles. Bye.